welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. We are back for another action-packed episode here. Christy, wow, we are starting with day eight of marriage. What what a long what a long nuptial for these couples so far. <laughs> it seems like it should be more than eight days. Uh, I know it? it's been it's been like a hundred years of our lives. I mean, this is episode seven, day a day of marriage, basically a day per episode. Well, you know, we have five couples. There's a lot going on. I, this is uh, this is uh, an interesting episode to me. I I've as somebody new to the Married at First Sight franchise, I. I've never experienced the Pastor Cal couple visits before. You know, this is all this is all new, new and exciting for me. So yeah, it was a good episode. Anything general you want to talk about before we put these couples under our hot takes mi- microscope here? Mm-hmm. Nope. No. All right. Well, wh- who should we start with? Uh, I I don't think it matters too much. We can just start with Kristen and Mitch, I guess. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me give me your thoughts. Well, I feel like last week I was wasn't quite as hard on Mitch as I had been, but then this episode, man, he would have had me running for the hills. I t- with I totally what we saw. I totally agree with that. I. And I may be crazy for this, but I'm still cautiously optimistic about their relationship, despite <laughs> despite this episode. And I I know I I may be insane here because let, let let's get let's get into it. I mean, first of all, uh, Mitch, I think is he's really he's struggling. He's trying to give into the feelings of the relationship you know he's like i know we just opened with him feeling very uncomfortable about wearing that hubby shirt (laughs) which i i i don't totally understand his thing but you know he's trying we're we're cute screw it is his is his response there but oh man oh we we really we jump right off the deep end right right after that because and let me let me know if this is i think this is probably the standard so whenever the couples come back from the honeymoon and this is i'm asking in a married at first sight context they always move into a neutral third party sort of location rather than moving into one of the people's places before decision day in recent seasons yes they used to I think move into the actual one of the actual person's houses or apartments, but now Married at First Sight provides them with a neutral spot. I I wonder if that is in response to the plummeting success rates, and so they want to keep it <laughs> keep the decision day splits easier, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> they decided to do that, but yeah, they always nowadays move into a nice apartment. Right. So that means that we have to then visit all these people's previous accommodations yes. to to fetch 
important things to them and whatnot. So tell, tell me about Mitch's apartment. <laughs> this might have been the grossest thing I've ever seen on this show. Like, and there's been some stuff in the past, but wow, his apartment was so dirty. I just, I honestly couldn't believe it. <laughs> like his shower was just like, had like pieces of stuff in it. It was so dirty. Yeah. So essentially, so I guess, and I don't know if necessarily apartment, well, I don't know it. It, it seemed like sort of a, a beachfront little, it wasn't, I don't think it was quite an efficiency because it, it seemed like there there were maybe two bedrooms or was that just a garage? I'm not I, I'm not I don't sure. even know. It was so cramped with like surfboards and bikes and stuff. Well, he don't look, he only had one bike. Let's be fair to him. <laughs> However, he did have like four surfboards he a had a couple, a couple uh, stand-up paddle boards, right? A pull, a pull-up thing. Uh, what is it? I think it's like a. It's called like TRX. It's like this resistance band system. It looked exactly like you would think Mitch's apartment would look. Well, see, I might disagree with you there because I was hoping for a little bit more because he is forty-one. I mean, it was it was bad. He claimed he claimed that the the tub and shower was that way because he had been watering his plants in there. That's no excuse. But that it, was several levels of dirt. Like even the soap dish, which they zoomed in on, that looked like it hadn't been cleaned in like a year. Right, and and yeah, being like living at the beach isn't a great Even, excuse for that because it looked like it looked like there was some serious mold in there not just <laughs> not just dirt it was bad and His not fridge, and not oh, all yes not only the, the kitchen yeah yeah the whole kitchen the fridge had like food splashed everywhere the stove tell me, yeah tell me about the stove the stove someone on twitter said it looked like it was a roach infested stove like it was like i've never seen anything like that it was it was pretty bad yeah it was the sort of thing that because you also pan the camera into the and again i don't remember if it was a spare room or like an attached garage type thing but just completely full of clutter it was like a hoarder's episode i know it was i don't know how you live in an environment like that like, I, I don't I even don't know either. how Kristen walked around. She did say that was probably going to be the last time she visited there. Well, yeah, she said, "Yeah, I was never, I was never going, going back there," which it's, it's a little, it's a little sad and unfortunate. And he's like you said, he's forty-one years old. How do you not know how to clean? I think a lot of guys just sort of end up growing up without that knowledge because a lot of the time their their moms or their sisters will do stuff like that like like actually cleaning and so they're just like oh i just don't, i don't need to do this and don't really internalize that and then kind of especially if they live on their own become blind to a lot of that stuff and so it's just like next thing you know it's two years later and like the shower has never been cleaned since he moved in there and Ugh. 
and it's just everything is beyond terrifying and gross nasty uh but yeah it is it's a i would say it is it adds a layer of grossness that he is 41 and this is the state i mean that stove was pretty bad i mean points to him for having cast iron but (laughs) but mega mega like oh like brown spots oh if i were her i wouldn't want to move into a shared space yeah, he definitely has. Oh, he, he also he had his wetsuits hanging in the shower, of course. <laughs> you know, oh, it was it was a lot. That's it, the worst place I've seen on this show. It really, it really was very terrible, and he's gonna have to up his game quite significantly if he wants if he wants this marriage to last. Which, I mean, I we'll we'll see what happens, but I do think that. Uh, as maybe sad as this is i think that women can have a pretty big influence in the cleanliness level of of men which again kind of kind of sad that that a lot of guys don't just step up and do do that stuff on a normal basis but oh boy yeah that was terrifying yeah there's definitely a lot of a lot of shade for that on the internet. Oh man, people tore him apart. Rightfully so. <laughs> oh, that apartment was so bad. Uh, well, what a, what about Kristen's place? <laughs> um, I don't remember much about it other than it was very small. It seemed like the bed was like in the doorway practically. Yeah, it was. It was like a half bedroom apartment. <laughs> But the other standout was her dog. Oh my goodness, Luna! I think is her name. Uh huh. Yeah, Luna has the, asthma. The pug. Look, pugs have been overbred for a very, very, very long time, and any any normal pug is going to have significant health issues. Really? Yeah, seriously? Yeah. Uh huh. Because oh. they're 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 basically they're bred to be messed up like their faces shouldn't be like that but they're bred to be like that and so that's why that's why the dog has asthma and when it gets excited or stressed it's like (laughs) (laughs) it was very noisy it's because it is because it can't really breathe properly like that's like it's a it's an actual thing and there are in fact efforts to roll the breed back to a more natural and healthy state in fact uh and the dog even has something called a wrinkle well yeah it's that like, needs to be it's cleaned be, it's because pugs a pug's face looks like it got hit by a truck that's just <laughs> the reality and so because the face is smushed into a, essentially a flat surface there's like this wrinkle on its face because of that that has to be cleaned regularly so because food and like saliva and everything ugh. gets in it yeah so why do people keep getting these dogs because people are horrible I, mm, that's weird yeah i mean I, I i would be willing to bet every single pug has some sort of serious health issues what not like i would say probably a hundred percent of them have breathing issues because of the whole face smush thing but then also uh other other issues as well which is sad but 
yeah, she has a pug, and I don't hold that against her, but she should know better. Uh, and wh- how do you, what did you think about Mitch's response to this dog? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he reacted probably like I would have. Like, that breathing is going to take some getting used to. I mean, it's in a quiet room. It's very noticeable. <laughs> and they're just sitting there, and they're I mean, he, he, Mitch was even, he was, like, following the dog around a little bit, doing that. To, to the, like, oh. Yeah. I would have a hard time with that. Yeah, also getting getting hair everywhere. That's the, that's the first thing she did. She was like, so here is, and you, here's the lint roller. <laughs> if you don't want hair on you, you're going to have to do that a lot. Uh, you're gonna have to use this lint roller a lot and then she's like and i don't expect you to do this as she's like getting out this packet of wet wipes or something (laughs) but uh i do like luna does need her wrinkle cleaned every day (laughs) oh man yeah i think he was he was a little uh a little unsettled perhaps yeah, well, the dog breathing, I feel like, would stress me out if I'm if I'm hearing like this, like gasping for air sound all the time. Well, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's that bad all the time. Like it does. No, she said does, like when it's stressed, yeah, it does get exacerbated by stress and excitement and stuff. But oh man, that that'll be interesting to track the the dog situation and see how how comfortable Mitch gets gets with that. Uh, I I also uh, man, <laughs> Kristen's Kristen's gift. To oh, we're we skipping ahead. Well, I mean, I mean, I didn't really have much else beyond, like, until that point beyond just uh, oh, the I'm... fact that, like, I don't know. I guess we we could talk about their their love conversation if you want. Well, I just made one note from that because he said he hasn't been in love in the mature adult relationship sense <laughs> what does that mean uh, i think just that he hasn't been in any long-term relationships really as an adult i mean mm. i think i think uh he said at one point that maybe the longest was like a year and a half or something like that so so i i mm. I, I took that to mean that he he just they've always been short he's always he's always had a commitment issue or commitment issues um and that's that's really kind of put a damper on his his extended love life though i i i have been interested i also also happy at to an extent i'm i'm a little reserved in my happiness because i feel like at some level, it's all going to come crashing down. But it does seem like Kristen is legitimately happy with how things are progressing. Like yeah, she, like she happier does seem... than I would be. <laughs> yeah, just she does seem to she does seem to be kind of like digging the domestic life and the you know making dinner and and the date the taking it a day at a time. So yeah, but then yeah, like you said, she gave him. A gift, <laughs> which he of course had to mention. This is—I put this gift in this mason jar, but don't worry, I bought it used. 
Man, that would get old for me so fast. <laughs> but it had love notes in it, and one of them was a free bubble bath with an expiration date of tonight. Mm, so Hubba hubba. <laughs> so he did not want to pass that up. And she also said... If things go well, she's ready to take things to yeah. the next level. To the next level. Dun, dun, dun. We all know what that means. There there also was one that uh, I can only imagine had unspeakable things on it because he, like, read, I think he read one that didn't expire at all. It was like a back rub or something like that. Yeah. Then he, he took a second one and it was like, hmm. And put it aside, <laughs> and then he drew a third one, and that was the bubble bath that was expiring that, yeah. that night. Oh, boy. Also, we learned that before that, Mitch had given her a gift. We learned this on After Party. It was some <laughs> necklace that he had found. Somewhere. How we, romantic. Yes, we did We did see, see a little clip of that that was cut from the show. Where she's like, oh, wow, wow, like, did you find this? He's like, I don't know where I got that. <laughs> so strange. He pro- look, he probably found it on the beach or something. <laughs> we also learned, well, Keisha asked, like, how was it, the consummating? And she, like, st- stammers a lot. And then she's like, well, there's time to work on things to be a little longer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! So look, he's there's getting, room for improvement. Look, in, in my opinion, sex is not is is a journey. It's not a destination. Okay, you gotta. You, there are things to practice and learn, and then all this different stuff. But also, look, he's a little bit on the old side. He's I mean, also remember we learned like the whole like celibate for a while. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Uh, He's out of practice. He is out of practice, but also old. He's only 41. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look. Yes, that's not too too old, but it could have some effects. I mean, it probably, like, he seems like he's in good shape, so it probably his age would probably have minimal effects on things, but still, did you... Did you like her gift to him, like, that, um... The notes in the jar? Yeah, just, like, uh, that... It just seemed like a... That was a, a, an, an, uh, an effort to communicate with him in in a way. I don't know how you felt about that as, like... Oh, here's... Here's how I'm gonna communicate this to you. That, like... Yeah, I mean, it seemed to work. I Part of me wondered if it was just a ruse for them to consummate, but... It seemed like a a nice gest- gesture. Well, if even if it was a ruse, it did appear to be fully c- consensual. Mm-hmm. As far as ruses go, <laughs> so so then they have Pastor Cal visit. Though before again, I just was reminded of. So the two of them are in the bathroom. They're, of course, wearing towels because we don't want to see any erections or anything. And they're like, they like shut the door and that freaking pug is just outside like, (laughs) (laughs) 
what's happening in there? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a weird dog. Ah, uh, but yes, Pastor Pastor Cal, talk to me about how you thought this conversation went. Well, it was. I don't know. It seemed like Kristen is happy with how things are going, but then like they talk about how they haven't made any plans beyond eight weeks, which is a little concerning. They're just taking it day by day. So I don't really don't really know what to make of that. Yeah, because as as he said and as she said, I'm talking about he being Pastor Cal. She she does want a lifelong relationship. Mm-hmm. So I do think that this is something that they they really have to work on because, and I and I look I've been a little skeptical of these experts. I haven't really seen much of them, um, and I'm a skeptical, cynical person. But I did. I did appreciate his comments here uh, because he just he was talking about how like Mitch has always throughout this process been like oh my goodness ah ah don't don't pressure me I if I feel pressured I don't want to feel pressured no you're pre- don't pressure me and that's like been been his sort of headspace and narrative this entire time of like and so she's been trying to walk that knife's edge of like well i don't want to make him feel pressured but like i want things to move forward and even like that's the whole conversation they had and what he said at the end of their honeymoon where it's like well so like don't don't hesitate to call me out but like also don't make me feel pressured and so what i liked was pastor cal talking about like like you basically like you're putting this pressure on yourself like in if you're in a relationship these things um are are part of being married and part of being in a relationship they aren't they aren't this thing creating pressure they're just part of the process i mean he he literally said act like you're married <laughs> which yeah which i which i thought was very was very apt and actually good advice because yeah they haven't had these longer term conversations and as older people (laughs) like that is something they need to talk about and that that shouldn't that shouldn't be viewed as oh we can't talk about how we feel about having kids because that's going to cause pressure or oh we can't talk about finances or we can't talk about this because it'll create pressure act like you're married i i thought that was i thought that was great i also was cracking up when pastor cal was asking them about if they had uh, discussed finances and they're like no no (laughs) and mitch is like i i know i know that she i know that she makes more than me and he tells them to whisper in each other's ears how much they make and so he whispers in Kristen's ear 
and she's like yeah yeah like that that's that's fine and then she whispers in his ear and he's like i know she makes twice as much as me (laughs) (laughs) oh man the uh the i mean it wasn't really turntabled but uh yeah which he says he's not intimidated by no he shouldn't be no he's probably happy it's like good for her and good for him (laughs) (laughs) i really want to know how much he makes i know because that's the thing is i mean he can't he can't he can't make that little, right? If he's living in the San Diego-ish area. Yeah, but look at his apartment, though. But that's probably the type of place he wants to live. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I really don't know. But yeah, Mitch is trying to feel and trying to avoid feeling pressured. And he just, he needs to... He looks scared he needs of to, falling in yeah, love. yeah. Yeah, I think he's just been in his in his head too much, and that's not helpful. Not not in a process like this. Not not in marriage. They, I mean, I think he needs to just be like, screw it. I'm going to I'm going to make a choice here, and I know that we've we've talked about that a lot on this show about making choices whether it's making choices to love someone or just making choices in general and i honestly think that this is a choice that he has to make that he has to choose to change his perspective and view all this stuff that's happening not as all of this intense pressure just crushing down on him and instead good things good things to like these are these are good things to to talk about like what what does our life look like as people who are trying to forge a life together you know what are what do our finances look like what do what do we want to do or at least try to do in terms of children like how does life look i don't know he he needs to make he needs to make that decision but that's that's my personal opinion. <laughs> we also learned one other little tidbit from After Party. Mm, give me those tidbits. Kristen said that when they go to the grocery store, they have to go to his special grocery store. So I don't know if it's like some environmentally conscious store. It's like Whole Foods on steroids. Maybe. They can't use plastic bags to get fruits and veggies, so they put them in his fanny pack as they're walking through the store. <laughs> And then they put them straight on the conveyor belt, like the bare fruits and veggies, so then you gotta, like, wash them. I mean, you should be washing fruits and vegetables regardless. I know. Let's be honest. Like, the the amount of awfulness that something is gonna pick up on the conveyor belt is probably not as bad as all of the awfulness that it's picked up in transport and in growing, but... Yeah, I mean, I know they spray the conveyor belts with like chemicals. So it's probably not great to stick your bare fruits yeah, but they and veggies spray the, on that. They spray the fruits and veggies with chemicals too. What you gonna do? But I, it's uh, it's interesting that you bring that up because I, I feel like that's sort of illustri- illustrating a larger point, and not just for Mitch, 
but we keep seeing people go for too much of a good thing. <laughs> like, Mitch seems like he is trying to do too much of a good thing with, and, like, I don't know what, how his work is, and, like, it's probably good and valuable, but, like, his own life, the extent he goes through and the hoops that he jumps through end up causing more pain and suffering to himself and, and other people with those things versus like take for example okay yeah i don't want to just be using all these plastic bags for my fruits and vegetables let me just get several canvas bags that i can use for basically eternity and have that with me and put my fruits and vegetables in that and throw 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 them in that on the conveyor belt you know like that's what i'm saying is is it seems like you got to be smart about this stuff you got to have a good level of invo involvement and like stick to your principles and everything but go about it in a way that that actually makes sense and i felt i feel the same way about ben honestly you know like him well let's just talk about them now okay <laughs> like ben unplugs everything in his apartment oh my goodness <laughs> i couldn't deal with this either everything what after 4 p.m there's like a he said it would save two dollars if he did what laundry earlier in the day well yeah so what he's saying is i mean electric companies uh and i i think it's is something like between 4 p.m and 9 p.m or something like that i it may differ depending on the electric company but they charge a little bit extra for electricity during that time you know per megawatt or whatever it is um because more people are using electricity during that time i guess and whatever like i don't know the total rationale for it but yeah that's just the reality so that's the peak time so he likes to keep everything electrical unplugged so if he's not using the tv the tv is unplugged you know if he's not using this it's unplugged you know san diego the sun doesn't go down till like 6 30 so we don't want to turn lights on before 6 30 uh like how much electricity is the air fryer using when it's not in use that you gotta <sighs> unplug it not not much i mean i look i would argue for for things like that it, it's mo it would be more of a potential safety concern versus using electricity with, with well with know, an with air fryer yes but like the tv who wants to have to reach behind all with all that massive cords and unplug well, that every day? You set things up so you can unplug it easily. Uh, I, look, that's what I'm saying. Is it doesn't totally make sense to me. I really, I think it's probably a pretty insignificant amount of electricity that you save doing that. There are other ways to save money, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and again, this is what I'm talking about of too much of a of a good thing, and and obviously you people can determine their own tolerances and it's uh, up until now it's only been inconveniencing himself now it's inconveniencing morgan and so they're gonna have to figure that out or or say no on decision day oh, uh but yeah i i don't think that in general electric devices draw that much power 
when they're off but still plugged in but it is it is some amount of electricity i mean he was she, <laughs> she was wanting to bring along her espresso machine yeah he asked how many watts that yeah had. he was like he was like oh oh no uh, but look at this thing like how many watts is this he's like oh this is like this is three wires in this i mean i it probably Ridiculous. does use a decent amount of electricity i'm sure I'm sure it is hefty enough that it requires the the third uh the third prong on the plug uh for that but yeah still a little a little excessive perhaps also he was real concerned with her cat's peeing schedule <laughs> what was that well he was like, just, he was worried that the cat w- would just be peeing on things randomly which it's not an un, it's not an entirely unfounded fear. I mean, cats can be very well trained and exclusively go in the litter box, but sometimes you can have it happen where they do yeah, go a little bit I rogue. mean, accidents happen, but the scheduling of it was the weird part for me. I I I, I guess I didn't find that as weird. I think he at that at that point he was more joking talking oh. about like if their schedules were going to be synced up like i think he was i think he was seeing that she was getting kind of irritated by him asking so many questions about if it was going to pee on his stuff that he tried to go into a more comedic direction that was how oh. that was how i read well, it. it didn't I, quite land for me but <laughs> uh, well he's, he was trying to he was trying to dig himself out of a hole but before we go too much further, I I forgot to ask you, uh, yes or no on Mitch and Kristen for decision day? Oh, um, I just feel like no. Uh, I'm gonna stay yes for now. I mean, I could be projecting because there's no way I would say yes. But <laughs> <laughs> look, I think I think with with a little bit of a change perspective and some rehabilitation. And some cleaning training <laughs> that they could survive. So I, I will say yeah, yes for now. It's a tentative yes, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with yes for now. So back to Morgan and Ben. Uh, walk me through Pastor Cal's visit a little bit here. Well, they have to recount all of the nurse drama about the old bachelor's nursing job one class left and Ben has basically realized he needs to learn to talk things over with her first instead of blabbing to other people and so Pastor Call kind of like dug a little deeper as to like why that messed with her so much and she talked about her dad breaking her trust over and over and over as a kid and now she can't trust other people but I thought Pastor Call had good advice for her about how like she's the one who put the wall up and she's the one who has to like take it down right i believe he he's basically like so who controls that wall <laughs> and you're like uh me and and who can take down that wall um, <laughs> me <laughs> which is which is very true and that's I don't know I I'm not super like I, I I'm empathetic towards 
towards her from the perspective that going through what she went through with her dad must have been incredibly difficult and incredibly just traumatic traumatic to go through right but at the same time you can't how to say this but essentially and I, i know it can be tough to do this even from personal experience that's right i'm in therapy myself but one thing that i've learned is you can't you can't start off a relationship with somebody new and i'm not even talking about like a marriage relationship like you can't start off a relationship at the same point as your other relationships and in this in this case in the relationships that have been deeply traumatic for you like you can't just be like oh this is a new person in my life well you are you are probably awful and are going to destroy me and so i have to like put a guard up. i have to put a guard up and i have to keep you like you kind of you have to start from the beginning and as I, if they haven't messed up she's treating him like right she messed up like her dad did messed her up right exactly and that's kind of like hit the she's going from and treating what happened from from the view that like oh you and i have the history that my dad and i have and that's just that's just not true like you can't you can't attribute whatever motivation or flaws or whatever it is that that caused her dad to act in that way you can't just copy and paste that onto bin however however you know kind of ill-advised and maybe immature just going to justin was in that moment you can't you can't just put that on him you know and so that's that's why i've kind of i've been maybe feeling a little bit uncharitable towards her because like it was a crappy thing to do and i think that uh pastor cal was was also right when he was talking basically just talking about like like all married guys have to learn like you like you actually like you now have another person in your life that you have to like this is your person and you have to it's a, a a mental change for you and that's something that you're going to have to learn but at the same time and i mentioned this when this happened but it's like she is essentially treating him like he cheated on her like she caught him cheating and he has to like jump through all these hoops to get back in her good graces when like she she also wasn't 100% without fault. Like it does seem like she did actually lie to him about the degree. However insignificant that was. You know, and so she was kind of going around telling everybody like Shh, he did this awful thing, he betrayed me, he broke my trust, he did all of this and it's like girl, he was an idiot and went and talked to another guy and vented instead of bringing up how he felt to you directly and 
he shouldn't have done that because you asked him not to. End of story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it wasn't, to me, as big of a deal as it was to her. And so, I mean, he's he has apologized repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Profusely. And in, in my opinion, from what I can see, seems incredibly genuine about that. Yeah, and Pastor Kell also mentioned that, like, the whole them not being intimate is linked to her with the wall up. And so... Right, absolutely. That needs to change as well in order for them to move forward. Which did lead to this very funny little <laughs> thing about Ben trying to comfort well, her. But well, yeah, he was like, oh, don't, yeah, don't worry. I, I, I can't. Because he was asking them, like, if they would be comfortable snuggling. And she was like, yeah, I guess that could that could be helpful, I guess. And he's like, oh, oh I got you. And he's, like, smacking her back. <laughs> <laughs> so Patrick, I was like, wait, what are you doing? So then said he's going to YouTube affection. Oh, man. He's like, what are you doing, man? Talk to your wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Man, I... This, this couple is gonna have a long road ahead of them. I think so, too. If they, if they want to... If they want to survive... I feel like they could make it, though. Yeah. If Ben eases up on his frugalness, which extended to the outfit he was wearing on After Party. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. That he was wearing a suit that I guess he and Nate both got suits for it or whatever. And Keisha asked, like, how much did that suit cost? And he's like, well, I'm going to return this. (laughs) (laughs) And then Nate's like, "Um, you can't return that. The tags are cut off. (laughs) See, that was that was his uh, mistake. You can't. You you gotta leave the tags on. On tuck them in so no one sees them. Mm-hmm. I actually, this is the tangent, but I actually know somebody who did that who had needed to uh, have a bunch of wacky clothes for a a clown performance at drama school, and so she went to a department store and got a bunch of stuff, wore it for the performance, and then returned it. <laughs> left all the tags on i don't i don't terrible i don't really i don't condone that behavior but it is funny Mm yeah i i i go back and forth about their chances for survival I, i feel like at this point morgan's reluctance to kind of let him in emotionally and and to let her guard down and and treat him uh treat him sort of as a as a new person in her life with a fresh slate i think that that is going to perhaps have a bigger impact on them going forward than his his frugality you know i because i think that as deeply ingrained as it is I think that and I may eat my words here but I think that he may move from that a little bit the Just frugality not not becoming less frugal but perhaps manifesting it in ways that aren't quite as annoying I would hope so it just with the whole like time of day with the appliances that seems like a cemented thing for him 
Well, it has been to this point. I just I just want to go back to my previous point about women making men better. <laughs> well, From, we can hope. <laughs> just, just that, like, I, I guess I would put it this way. Like, he has been a, a single guy up to this point, and so all that he does affects him. And so it doesn't matter very much for him to do these things because it's like oh yeah i'm whatever like i'm i'm done watching tv i'll unplug it or yeah like i'm gonna be out and about or like i like it doesn't matter so much that i don't turn the lights on until 6 30 you know like all these different things but once you add another person into that i know it's deeply ingrained but I feel like there might be some shift, you know, one, like once you see how that's affecting somebody else and how their life is being inconvenienced and et cetera by, by that, I think that a sane person would withdraw a little bit and be like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. So we can, like, we can afford to run laundry after 4 p.m., occasionally or like yeah the the tv really doesn't draw that much electricity when it's plugged in let's let's just leave it plugged in like again i may be i may be giving him more flexibility than he has i just think that marriage does change you (laughs) to a degree and so if he's if he's a, a decent guy with some empathy and ability to put himself in her shoes a bit i i think he does walk that back a bit just my opinion so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give them i'm gonna give them a no for now (laughs) despite everything that i just said i'm gonna give them a no for now because i think that her walls are a major obstacle how about you I I was thinking yes for now. But. Oh wow, we're we're <laughs> we're splitting right down the middle here today. That's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, anything else, or can nope. we move on? We can move on. Okay. So, should we do uh, Justin and Alexis? Yes. Yes, we should. Oh, uh, boy, this was a doozy. This this was great. We had some foreshadowing, um, I guess, and they were in one of their places where Justin said, yeah, our dogs may not click like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she asked him, I forget what she asked him, like if, if he had any concerns about their relationship or something like that, and he was like, well, like, I don't know, how, like, I don't think so, but uh, like, our dogs may not, because he has a dog and she has a dog, and she is very attached to her dog. Yes, her dog is her child. Don't you dare call the dog a dog. I don't understand that mentality. I don't either. Look, I'm all for having pets. I'm all for loving your pets dearly. It will never not be weird to me when people substitute them for actual children. Like, they are animals. And they will die after, like, 10 years or less. 
it's very it's depressing very strange <laughs> it's just i just don't understand especially like when you hear from people who like have pets and then like they have an actual child and they're like wait no that is not the same <laughs> at all wait you're telling me that an actual child a human being is different than a little terrier <laughs> what unbelievable uh before we get into because obviously the dogs are going to be the drama here but uh man her closet was chock full yeah she has a lot of clothes justin was a little overwhelmed i think it's <laughs> like man somebody could be in here and attack me i wouldn't have no idea <laughs> there's so many clothes yeah she also and I wasn't super clear on this. So she had all these paintings on her wall. Those were all paintings that she did, it seemed like. Uh, I don't know. Is she an artist? Well, she's not as her day job. But that, uh, doesn't, that doesn't mean you can't be an artist. Well, yeah, I just didn't know if she, like, if that was a thing she did. I, I thought that that's why Justin wanted the, the painting of the butt you remember the butt yeah they i think they took that with them I don't... yes they did <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't catch whether or not she did them or not it was like a butt and a boob i think it was yeah. like somebody like turning turning around so there's the butt and then the boob but yeah uh so uh and then they go to justin's apartment oh uh, boy he yeah. is I don't know where he lives, but he has planes going by like every three minutes. Yeah, apparently. he is directly under a flight path. So <laughs> I guess he was more more uh, city, if that's yeah. the case. If he's like right right outside the airport. And really the only place where there's any space in his apartment is outside of his apartment. On the on balcony. balcony. Yeah. <laughs> it's very small. <laughs> yeah, she's, she said something to the effect of like, yeah, I couldn't live here. <laughs> like no your clothes wouldn't fit in here <laughs> so the incident with the dog happened at the shared apartment right correct okay yes because she even mentions like how are you supposed to introduce dogs i love how neither of them did an iota of research about this no i mean and then at this point one of them is still on a leash Yes, yeah, so, I think Justin's dog is still yeah, on a leash. Yeah, Justin's dog Maya was still on a leash, but looked angry to me. There was like some growling. Yeah, yeah it was, and, there were some bare teeth there once or twice, and he um, didn't seem to notice at all. The camera person did, because the camera person kept the camera. Yeah, the camera on was the dog. Like, <laughs> close up, angry dog face. What will happen next? Nobody can tell. <laughs> Yeah, so the his dog was still on the leash, I guess. I don't think hers was. No, she left the dog, and that's that's the that's kind of why why then the problem happened because then her dog ran over past his, and his was like and and kind of pounced, uh, attacked it a little bit, and what the poor little baby's eyeball. Yeah, dog's eyes bleeding are like right next to it. Yeah, it it, it basically just kind of it seemed like caught caught the dog's like uh like the corner of its eye with a tooth or something like that like it wasn't at it wasn't it didn't seem like it was an actual bite it was just like 
well, some tooth contact. It was enough that the dog had to get stitches, though, we learned. Yeah, but, like, again, that's that could easily be explained by, like, a, a tooth and a little bit of a of a puncture there, but yeah, uh, it's very uh, very, did, very rough to watch. How very did traumatic? A, how did Alexis respond to this? I mean, I feel like she was understandably upset, even though she shouldn't have taken her dog off the leash, and they should have introduced them properly. But she calls a vet and takes her dog by herself. She doesn't want Justin to come with her. Uh, which mm, I don't agree with this decision. Like I, I know, I know you're upset. I know that you feel to a certain extent or probably fully that this is his fault, but that just seems like another choice to me. Like you're upset. You're upset in that moment about everything that happened but it is a choice to go alone. And I feel like... I think she just wanted nothing to do with him at that point. I know, but if we're thinking about in the context of their relationship, their marriage, if it makes it or not, we may end up pointing to this moment as the moment it all fell apart and it all went in the no direction both both the 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 dog bite in general but also that like that decision to withdraw from the relationship like i can't even deal with like yeah. deal with you i won't even let you I, I i'm consciously choosing to not let you support me in this which is sad to me because you know i've been rooting for these guys this whole time I've been rooting for him, and now it looks like they might not survive. Yeah. I, I said, their marriage is on the brink as she heads <laughs> to the vet alone. <laughs> I mean, I think that, I think that I'm, yeah, this, I'm right Everything here. really fell apart here. Mm-hmm. The next day, your dog has a cone. Yeah. And then this whole sequence of justin taking his dog to get trained and the his dog got dropped off at a very like sad like creepy looking dog well it was a dog kennel essentially uh it's like a you you send your dog there for a couple weeks to get training but it just looked so bleak someone said on twitter it looked like he was dropping his dog off at rikers (laughs) (laughs) well they i mean they definitely played it they were like playing sad music and stuff as he was like walking away and the dog's just like why are you leaving me uh yeah they mean they they really the post-production really tried (laughs) to milk that as as much as possible uh yeah yeah and then he's talking about he might have to give up the dog if like the training doesn't work right which i saw a lot of debate on twitter about that like would you how can you give up your pet for your spouse kind of thing but i would say 100 percent give up your pet for your that's what i thought too (laughs) 
<laughs> like your marriage versus a pet. Well, and even Kristen said that in the after party when they were talking about it. She's like, yeah, because uh, uh, I don't even know who that host is, but she was asking about how Kristen, how she felt about that. And she's like, well, I really love, I really love my Luna and it's just really hard, but like she only has like five or seven years left. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like that was optimistic for a pug, but, <laughs> but yeah, in my opinion, definitely the marriage over the dog. I mean, I did. I did kind of agree with what she was saying about like talking she being Kristen there at the end talking about well like re rehome the dog with someone you know maybe yeah it doesn't have to just be dropped off at the pound right and you don't have to like I guess I would say you don't don't make any drastic steps before the eight weeks yeah <laughs> can you imagine he's like okay okay Alexis I want this marriage to work he like gives the dog away to some family moving to Maine or something and they leave with the dog drive across the country and then on decision day Alexis is like no I still don't trust you he's like no Maya (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah, and of course it was it was still a thing when Pastor Cal visited Yes, um, she's also, Alexis is also upset because apparently his, Dustin's dog has been in fights before and he, well, he neglected to tell her that. Well, a- allegedly. It didn't seem very clear what she was saying. It was like. Well, there, there had been incidents before is what she was saying with his dog and other dogs. Right, which can happen. Like if you're, if you're like at a dog park or something or walking down the street like that stuff just can happen and yeah it's a, you know you want to have a, a well-trained dog that's that's that seems to be the takeaway here uh which you, he hasn't done it seems like perhaps perhaps not i mean look it was just a it was a complete breakdown on both their parts all right he like he was saying that he didn't think it was relevant because in in the couple instances that she was talking about like another dog had been the the aggressor uh but really i view them as both being responsible for this situation because it seems like neither of them did any research they were like oh this will be fine and did no research about how how to actually introduce dogs properly uh she just left her her num nums. I guess the dog's name is Newton. Like off the leash, running around. Neither of them were paying attention, and it was it was just a. It would have been more shocking if if nothing had gone wrong. <laughs> Which, I, man, it's just it's it's a tough situation. How did you how did you feel or what did you think about her? Because she she. Uh, is seeing more about this situation she is seeing more like of a pattern or a past with how he handled this yeah it seems like she doesn't trust him now 
Like, this is indicative of a larger problem kind of thing. Which, I don't know if there's other stuff that has happened, but... Right, we haven't really seen a ton. I mean, that's just sort of the the joys of having a season with five five couples. But yeah, it seemed like she was really... She uh, apparently he's been vague about stuff before, or like yeah, she, I don't she know. feels like he's omitted information in the past, which is a yeah, little weird sure. given that like they've been married for like ten days at this point. Yeah, I don't know what else has happened, and I mean it seems like she's also afraid of the dog, like for herself, because she said me- mentioned being unsafe. So she's maybe worried that his dog would bite her as well. I just, I don't, I don't see that. Like, it seemed like a perfectly friendly dog, and there was a little bit of a snap at the other dog. I I don't necessarily believe that that's justified. I mean, I guess I can understand being afraid. It's just, it seems like, it seems like she was not, despite how we thought things were going it seemed like she didn't really trust him before and she really doesn't trust him now yeah i mean there's also the thing about she thought the decision had already been made that he would definitely give the dog up if the training didn't work but it seems like in his mind it's still up for debate so that's another like red mark for her i guess yeah i don't know i i I think they need to communicate. Yeah. They need to communicate. Goodness. I, I've, when Pastor Cal told Justin, you feel a lot. Because <laughs> they were going around and he like started crying. <laughs> He's like, oh man, what a, what an apt description. Yeah, this has just become kind of a disaster here. I don't know what happened where where he was being vague about things previously but she did she did ask him to overshare even if it were to hurt her feelings but you know because trust and truth are everything true yeah man I also thought it was interesting that on after party Nate was kind of coming for Justin a couple of times like he said like Justin should have been paying more attention to his dog's behavior, which I thought was true. And then also Nate thought it was weird that Justin was crying over Ben in the last episode. So I don't know if there's, I don't know if Nate likes Justin very much. No, I don't think that he does. And I don't, look, the the responsibility for the dog situation aside, I get the impression that Justin isn't, the like image of a macho man type thing that uh, that Nate has in his head Perhaps. of like what he should be, and so I feel like, and we'll, we'll let's go to them next because this is a great segue. But I feel like I feel like Nate thinks that showing emotion is weakness. <laughs> Hmm. or something something along those lines and so i think it just rubs him the wrong way that he's like i would never i would never like 
feel sad about somebody I met five days ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a little weird, and I think it's a little concerning. So before we move, though, yes or no? Decision day. Uh, Justin I say no. It's not looking good. Yeah, it's not looking good, guys. <laughs> Hopefully we get proven wrong here, but I'm going to go with no as well. Nate and Stasha. So their new apartment only has one sink, which is a bit of a problem because she wants space for all of her stuff and his stuff will be relegated to the drawer. <laughs> which is, I don't know, that... And it's a little bit of entitlement, in my opinion. Yeah, that's not super fair. But No, it's also, I don't know, it's like, well, I'm more, like, my stuff is more important than your stuff. Because mm-hmm. you bet, you want, I bet she has, like, a million different products. Oh, you know it. Ugh, women. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense to me. I'm like, all I need is a bar of soap, some toothpaste, and a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, that's the bare minimum. Hey, it's not the bare minimum, okay? Mitch probably doesn't even use soap. Ugh. Well, no, we did see soap in the... Or that crusty yeah, he, soap yeah, dish. Yeah, but he hadn't used that in a decade. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think, uh, in, in my opinion, Nate's disorganization and and habits may be an issue. Yeah, I mean, he says he doesn't like doing laundry. He leaves a couple of dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. He lays down in the bed yeah, after working out. I think that was the bigger issue. That's just like a bit like if you legit work out, chances are you're real sweat. Like if I physically exert myself uh, playing hockey or working out, I'm very sweaty. Yeah, at very... least take, at least take the clothes off before you get in the bed. Yeah, or, or at least like. And I, it's kind of counterproductive, but at least like take off their workout out clothes and put on clean clothes. You're at least like there's some barrier. <laughs> I don't know. That, that was a little weird, weird to me. He was also he also left the toilet seat up, which he was not a fan of. No. I don't know. I I view it as this is 2020. Dude. Men men and women are equal. Men can put toilet seats down. Women can put toilet seats down. It's like you're really going to go around and sit on something without checking to make sure there's something there first. You you would think. I think it's more so women just don't want to put it down. Right, I know, but why are you more important? (laughs) (laughs) Because... The guy lifted it up so the guy should put it down. But again, why? Like, why? What? But that's what I'm saying. Why are you assuming that is like that's how it is? Why? Why are Why are you putting it down when it was up? Why aren't you putting it back up? You know, like <laughs> this I, will I, always I, be a debate, won't it? <laughs> I'm obviously, I'm obviously being very facetious here, but I. It is just funny to me how that is so ingrained. It's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe. Oh, like I sat down in water. Maybe you should make sure there's a plank of wood between you and the ocean then. Yeah, there's no way I would ever sit down on a toilet without looking at it first. Right, there could be I don't anything. Think, on, like, I don't think falling in is the problem. I think the problem is I have to put this back down. 
I guess I would ask, how hard is that for either party? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, love, I, I say this as somebody who always puts the toilet seat down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's, uh, let's talk about this little coffee argument. Oh, yeah. So we go to Stasha's apartment, which That's... is huge. That kitchen looked way too big for an apartment. That's kind, it's kind of insane to me, though, what... She, so she buys a $6 coffee every single day. I mean, a lot of people do that. People go to Starbucks every single day. Ha, that's that's cra- That's a crazy amount of money. I mean, his math was off. Well, he, he, he said like $6 a day times whatever. He, he was saying 2400 bucks in a year. Now, I guess maybe he was... Maybe he was including tax in that. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, he was saying about twenty four hundred dollars a year because she she basically the whole impetus for this was that she wants to buy a seven hundred dollar espresso machine. Now, which he didn't think she should buy, right? Which also, if if they were honest later on, honest and accurate. Let her buy a two thousand dollar espresso machine. Like, how is this? How yeah, is this an argument? I did not understand. I feel like he realized as he was going along that my argument doesn't hold up. Well, right, because because he was at and look, there's there's all sorts of calculations involved with these things. You know, presumably a seven hundred dollar espresso machine would last for several years, so you can depreciate the value if you're like, you know like all these things but you obviously have to add in ingredients and stuff like that but yeah there, it was just it ended up being this whole lot of nothing which is yeah just, it's really yeah. twenty one ninety if it's six dollars a day right but it's like 50 cents at least in tax yeah I close mean, enough it really doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all because as we find out later apparently stasha makes over four hundred thousand dollars a year that six dollar coffee is nothing. No, it's it's nothing. Four hundred and what is she like? She has multiple jobs, right, or multiple streams of income. Well, she has like a sort of a lifestyle YouTube channel, which isn't that huge. That's not what's bringing in four hundred and fifteen thousand um, dollars. Like, I don't think she has a Patreon, so I don't know about that. I mean, she does. She's she's involved in real estate. Yeah, she right? does like flipping of stuff so i don't like i don't know where she's getting that figure but if that's accurate i mean that's a massive amount of money i mean her apartment certainly looks nice so clearly she can afford stuff yeah i it, it doesn't seem like it's a problem I, was, I wonder why someone like her with that kind of status and income would do bother to do this show. I know you, it, if she, like, if she really is that, that, like, wealthy, making that much money, I feel like at that point, you might as well just, like, specifically hire a matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Like hire yeah. a ma- hire a matchmaker and have them find you some eligible bachelor who 
is also rolling in the dough. Rolling in the dough, you know, because her, because that's what she keeps saying um, throughout the episodes, and she reiterated it this episode when Pastor Cal asked them about uh, like how they like how they viewed their marriage or how they like wanted it to be and you know like the goal of their marriage and nate was talking about how he wanted it to be for them to be on the same page them to be a power couple and she was talking about generational wealth that's what that's what she wants is generational wealth so it's like just like pay a matchmaker like 50k and have them find you like some prince like there are a lot of princes out there the other thing i find (laughs) weird is that when someone asks you like what do you want your marriage to be and your first answer is wealth and power couple king and queen it seems like your priorities are slightly off kilter i mean perhaps different people have different priorities but it's just i mean it's a it's just weird that the 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 first thing is like monetary. Uh, perhaps though, I guess I I would be interested to know her like her family background. I know her dad isn't in the picture, so like I don't know if she grew up super poor, and so that's like her. She's trying to like because she wants kids, wants mm-hmm. a kid at least. So I think that's her way of maybe dealing with some of that stuff. Is like. I didn't get this from my parents. I want my future generations to be blessed and set up in a way that I that I wasn't. Yeah. Um, also, I do want to point out that if her income level is correct, that that coffee every day, despite its high price, is like half of a percent of her yearly income. <laughs> for the for like for the whole year coffee for the entire year half of a yeah. percent so uh let her buy that espresso machine and at that point nate probably already knew her salary so i don't know why he was griping about a 700 dollars machine i i think it was just a uh, it was a faux a faux thing like he was just kind of being ridiculous talk to me about the the apartments yeah, hers is huge. She has seven pillows in her bed, and Nate doesn't want that many. Well, she had so she had all those pillows, but she also had this like tray of stuff sitting yeah, on the bed. I as didn't well. understand what that was for. It was very. It was like deck. It's like the thing you would see like in a model home. Well, but that that is what people said about her is that it's like her home isn't lived in. Yeah, it does look very pristine. I just don't understand that. It's like. What if you want to have spontaneous sex? It's like, oh, I now I have to move the tray of fragile things, and I have to take the pillows off, and is, I probably have to remove the the third decu- like decorative duvet because we don't want to get any fluids <laughs> on it. Like, he's like, what's going on here? Is it possible this was like one of her properties or something? Um, what I would suspect is it's it's the condo that she owns. So maybe she doesn't live there? No, no. That's what I'm saying is I think she lives there at the condo she owns. Oh, okay. So what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, and so she's probably a smart business person because I couldn't find 
her LLC, which presumably she has. <laughs> I just found her private property, which would be which is the condo and then the land that she was talking about building a home. I found okay. those properties. Don't ask me how. It was totally legal, but I will not divulge my secrets. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I do think she lives there. Okay. <laughs> Even though it didn't look like it had been lived in. Right, which is kind of the point. She is so OCD and anal about cleaning that it becomes a, a bit much, which is in contrast to Nate's apartment. Yeah, I mean, Nate's, I was confused by like all the empty food containers in his pantry like why would you keep multiple empty containers of oatmeal uh, it was just strange i've never done she that was, before she, she i've was, never had multiple empty things of oatmeal. she was she found so many like empty bottles of cleaning supplies she was finding trash all over the place yeah but, i don't i don't know what was going on there because it was like a it's, it was a very small apartment it was kind of I don't know if I'd say luxury, but it was like right in the city. It seemed like yeah, it, was it looks nice. City skyline and stuff. So I'm not totally sure what the deal was with that, but she was not pleased. No, and then she was like running her finger along things, like, "Oh, here's some dust. Oh, there's a few water spots on the mirror." You need to chill out, woman. Okay. <laughs> I know that was like over the top. Oh. Although the wine residue in the wine glasses was a bit weird. That was very weird. Why would you put up dirty wine glasses that people have drank back into the cupboard? Right. And not wash them. And it's very strange. He claims that it was from like six months ago. Which is even worse. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. And I'm a little scared to actually know. So I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> so apparently... Nate makes 150k a year. I'd like to see proof of that. <laughs> From day trading? Me too, Christy, me too. Uh no, he has remember he has the other job too. I don't remember what oh. it is, but he has he has the other job as well. Well, that's that that might be true then. Right, but he wants to and don't forget all of the the ad revenue from his 300 views per video. <laughs> yeah no i mean i it's not totally out of the realm of possibility uh i just feel like he loses more money day trading <laughs> than, than he than he makes in his real job i but love how she says it's a workable salary yeah <laughs> i guess uh, compared to her four hundred and fifteen thousand. yeah jeez wouldn't that be nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh man if only i had a rich husband so sad <laughs> so so sad also he wants to make two hundred and fifty thousand before he has kids mm -hmm. what a lofty goal right and it's also as pastor cal said it's just it's ridiculous yeah like, you don't need that much to have a kid right especially since you're married to a woman exactly <laughs> who makes more than double who, your income yeah like what how much more who's 400, making almost three times as much i know 415 that. plus 250 so you guys need over six hundred thousand dollars to afford one child come on <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no, I think that that is perhaps an artificial boundary because he doesn't want doesn't want kids. kids. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep raising the goalposts. I know, I know. It's like, oh, I know I hit two fifty, but I would really be more comfortable if we waited till I had three hundred fifty k a year in income before we had kids. Yeah, I mean, he. That's what Pastor Cal said. Essentially, it's like if you. If you had a kid right now, would everything be fine? And he's like, mm. and she's sitting next to him, like, yeah, like obviously, because <laughs> he was talking about, oh, it's like, I just wanted to, like, like if the kid needs shoes, I want to buy the shoes. If the kid needs this, I want to buy that. And it's like, he also mentioned inflation. Like, it's like everybody's dealing with inflation. So, oh my goodness. Then we also learned they haven't had sex yet. She wants to wait until she's in love. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Do you think do you think you were gonna get there? Well, it seems as though she's equating being in love with him telling her all of his childhood trauma. Like, she can't feel connected unless he spills every detail of his childhood, which I don't understand. This is a very Bachelor thing. I mean, I don't I don't know if that's exactly what she meant. I, I think she just, in general, wants him to be vulnerable emotionally, which isn't an unreasonable thing. But it seems like it's tied to... Well, I don't know. Maybe that was just the example she gave, but she kept bringing up... He won't tell me all the details of his childhood. Yeah, I, I think she's just frustrated that he kind of stonewalls her a lot in terms of that. Like, it, if we're talking about the parents' example, like, she's like, well, like, how like how was that? You say that, like, your mom left you guys. Like, how actually was that for you? And he's like, like, it's nothing. I don't feel anything. She's a stranger to me. I mean, I guess it depends on how young he was. He might not even remember much. I don't know. I just, that. I just, it's been a concern of mine throughout the season that he has avoided stuff like that. And so I do, I do get her frustration here because it's hard to have a one-sided relationship. You know, it's hard to be in a relationship with somebody who's just like, no, I won't I won't talk to you about that stuff because it's just not relevant. It's kind of weird. And and I think that she probably takes that as a sign of like immaturity or emotional immaturity, maybe emo- emotional uh unavailability. And so she does want that for sure. Uh and I don't blame her for wanting that. I just I've always been suspicious of him. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Anything else? No. Okay. Nate and Stasha, yes or no? Mm, I'll say yes. What the frick? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> I just, I don't think that he is her caliber. I don't think that he's what she's looking for. Ultimately. Maybe not. Uh, we'll see, but no. Well, let's get to our last couple because this episode is just so long. 
and it's going to take me forever to render it in After Effects. <laughs> so, Miguel and Lindy. Yeah, most of this, most of their drama this episode is centered around Decision Day, which is a trigger word for her because yeah, she, he keeps mentioning, well, the eight weeks thing. Oh, which what? he says he's not looking for an out, but it sure seems like it every time he brings it up. It's like a, it's capped at two months. <sighs> Yeah, it, she is still super stressed about this. You can yes. tell. <laughs> she's she's the type that already seems to overthink stuff, and this isn't helping. No, no, it's not. It's not helping at all. Uh, I don't know. There, there wasn't really anything from her apartment. No, she, she was she was grossed about grossed out about his jar of bacon grease. Yeah, well, it didn't look super pleasant, but... Well, no, and it it doesn't. It's just, like, that is a legitimate, like, cooking thing. Yeah, people do that. Like, my mom has a jar of bacon grease. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... it's. I'm sure it's a little strange to, to come into. He also just had, like, a lot of exercise stuff in his yeah, apartment. He, he had, like, a, a frame to do pull-ups on. He had, like dumbbell sets of dumbbells he like he had a bunch bunch of stuff he also had a bunch of D D books that he showed her yeah man and said these are my bibles yes which can can i just say she is still super uncomfortable with that and yeah. he just does not seem to care he she said that's a little too sacrilegious i feel like there's a little there's a little more of the religion left in her than she realizes right exactly and i i don't know i just don't think it's very nice of him to keep making fun of it no because regardless of what what you believe there it's like you specifically know that this is an irritant for her like she's specific she's very specifically told you about it so it's like so you want to be true to yourself like make those jokes to people who care like who are like appreciative of that versus like <laughs> to write to her where it makes her like she was very visibly she laughs about it now but she's very uncomfortable like, yeah she like very, winces at it yeah she's like mm. uh, like i wish you wouldn't be so freaking sacrilegious it's like it's not that hard to come up with an alternate way of describing how important these are to you. Mm -hmm. I I don't get it. Uh, and then we had the return of Bear Man. Oh yeah, he puts on this costume. You know, it's weird that just his whole persona to me doesn't match up with this whole Dungeons and Dragons cosplay. Like I actually forgot about that aspect of him. Wait, you mean like hardened atheist? Well, no, not the atheist thing. Just his whole vibe. Well, he's he's a he's a complicated person. Okay, he likes working out. He likes exercising his brain and writing poetry. He likes dungeon. He like he's not two dimensional. Okay, I guess not. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> so we have now rebranded decision day is vow renewal day oh that makes it so much better it's very optimistic of them yeah i still think that she is in over her head with 
somebody who is not entirely committed to the process. Yep. Ah. Uh, I also so this is my most important takeaway from this whole thing was when Pastor Cal comes and talks to them because I don't think Lindy and Miguel are on the same page whatsoever. I don't even think they're in the same book. <laughs> yep. They're he's just... in he's in the Dungeons and Dragons manual, she's in the Bible. Yeah, literally. Like this didn't make sense. Right. Because I mean, he's still like, "Oh, I need that feeling of love." And I I think I think she just doesn't know how to express what she needs and wants to him like in a mm-hmm. way that makes sense because she she was sort of couching it as i need you to not tell me when you're pulling away because like i feel punished i this made no this made no sense to me at all i i think I think it's in response to what he was talking about where he like he stops sort of like you know he he like needs that feeling of of love and so it feels to her like it's very fickle which it it yeah. is it is very fickle and so she doesn't see that as sustainable and so she doesn't want to get hurt by he's like oh I'm not feeling the love today and so she doesn't want to get hurt by that but I just don't think that that's like, it's not the right way to frame that thing because they they need to communicate. Yeah, it was almost like she just like plugged my ears. I don't want to know what's wrong or I don't want to know that you're upset with me because then I'll feel bad about my behavior. Right, which it seems like they're both totally missing here. Whereas it's like, she needs to know like if he's if he's upset or like she needs to know what's going on with him mm-hmm. he needs to view love more f- fully and and like be willing to share those things and because I, I i guess what i'm trying to say is i think that perhaps he does like he does what she's telling him to do but he does that like on his own. He's like, oh, I'm not really feeling this love thing. And so he f- pulls back, maybe not intentionally as kind of a punishment, but I think that, that that could come across as that, whereas she's basically telling him to do that. Whereas I think she just, she wants him to view love as more of a, stable thing than he views it as yeah their philosophies are just too different right which is why i think then she's she's at like she just doesn't want to know because i think at some level she perhaps thinks or knows that they're really not compatible yeah that's unfortunate yeah because he really needs to reevaluate how he views love if he's going to be in a relationship with this woman because he needs like she needs him to be more stable 
and not this like loosey-goosey like oh today i feel great and in love and then tomorrow mm, i don't really feel it so much and so maybe i'll think about leaving like i think that's i think that's maybe what she views as like she doesn't want to know that yeah she doesn't want to know the ups and downs of his emotions seems like it's very strange they're just kind of talking around each other and pretending everything is fine when it really is not not at all uh, anything else for them no i think that was it <laughs> yes or no does vow mm. renewal day yes or no i want to say no <laughs> i'm gonna say no as well i don't think they have what it takes i don't think they have what it takes oh man christy what a, a an action-packed i know episode. i really enjoyed this episode there was a lot in there Mm-hmm. yes as our listeners can tell with this hour and a half episode <laughs> Yeah, there's just a lot to talk about. It doesn't, uh, things don't move quite as quickly or superficially as things do in The in the Bachelor. Yeah, it's a, it's a very different feel. Mm-hmm. So much fun. So much fun. So where, where do we go from here, Christy? Now that we've, we've gotten to about day 11 of marriage, is it kind of pretty loosey-goosey? whatever happens between now and decision day is what happens or are we yeah, gonna get I mean, more expert visits like yeah there'll more be more group? expert visits more group um hangouts next week it looks like they have the traditional family and friends dinner at the apartment okay so finally they'll get to meet both like both will get to meet both yeah both sides will be that's usually how it is um there'll be like the one month anniversary mm-hmm. celebration be thing. fun <laughs> there's like certain structured things there's also a um the retreat episode that's always a lot of fun where all the couples get together in like a house airbnb cabin kind of thing for the weekend oh boy drama happens always that's gonna go so well there was <laughs> one year where one girl was just kind of crazy but she like got so mad that she like flipped over a table and then like there was like a whole like thing that happened. Mm. Wow, so much to look forward to. And I mean, we're we're about halfway through the season now, aren't we? Episode 7. Uh probably about halfway-ish. Are you expecting like 16 episodes? 18 Some, something, episodes? 16 sounds about right. Oh boy. Well, I don't remember exactly, but somewhere around there. Well, we'll be here every step of the way. You can count on that. More hot takes and shenanigans coming your way every week, fresh off the presses. That's right. I've been so fast getting these episodes up lately. It is unbelievable. 